super pumped for everything going on. And today, woo, fired up. reading through all the comments. First off, thank you to all of you for engaging. There's so much more engagement happening. I love all of the comments. Um, and one thing that's come up a lot is time management. You know, I, I briefly touched on, you know, it's the choices that we make, uh, not time management, but I want to give you some tips today of some things that, that have been helpful in my life and, and also share a book with you um, that I remember when I first read it and have read it a couple of times, made a massive impact in my life. There's a quote um, in a law that, that um, has been shared a lot around the personal development world. Um, and I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's really good. Uh, it's the law of forced efficiency. There is never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important thing. Such a great little law there. And I wanted to share that with you just to think about. But I want to give you today, I want to give you some tips of some things um, that will help you be more efficient. And first off, I think the big one in today's world is doing a time audit, right? Doing a time audit on everything that you spend your time on. Because naturally what I see is people feel like they don't have a work-life balance. They feel like they don't have any time. But what happens is, is that very few people actually sit down and evaluate every minute that they spend in each day of their life personally and professionally, right? Often we, we run around chaotically and we have things coming at us and we, we typically don't prioritize very well. And then at the end of the day, we're like, oh, I had no time today. Like it was really challenging. And when you do this time audit, include looking at your phone and include looking at screen time of social media and other things that you were doing during the day. And then at the end of the day, you have to evaluate every single moment that you spent in that day. Now, you don't have to do this every single day, but do this for the next week, right? At the end of the day, just look at how your day went, right? Record and document everything. It, it would be amazing to you how much time you actually have in a day. For most of you, you have several hours that you will notice is spent uh, not on task, not focused. Um, it's it's eye-opening, right? But we naturally want to say, how do you do it all? How do you do this? How do you do that? First off, no one can get everything done in a day that they want to get done right? There's a whole prioritization thing that I'll share in just a few minutes here, but I wanted to um, really just share, you know, this, this checklist to begin with, and I'll kind of break down the, the book and some of the highlights um, for you as well. The second one, blocking out distractions, right? So distractions, whoa, this is a big one for a lot of you. This is a really big one, right? So often we, all of a sudden we end up in a situation where um, you know, all of a sudden something pops up, phone rings, someone calls We're like, Oh, let's just chat for a few minutes. Well, that takes us off task for the 20 minute call. But then all of a sudden we're distracted. We've lost our flow. Like there's a lot of conversations, a lot of studies done around your flow state, right? Which naturally is in the morning, right? doesn't mean that it's in five o'clock in the morning. Well, I love that, but maybe you don't. Um, but there's a flow state for most people and it naturally it's in the morning and then the middle of the day gets a little challenging. And then you catch your second win at the end of the day. And so being in your flow state, anything that interrupts that, it's really challenging to get back on task. So what typically works well is setting a timer on your phone for like 50 minutes, right? 50 minutes is kind of the max that, that really you can get the most efficiency out of your time. 
and then get up for 10 minutes and leave your phone and go for a walk. Like get, get some fresh air. Like, like just, just break away for that time. The next one is scheduling out time for you, right? So scheduling your time when you're going to do this. Like if, if follow-up for one hour a day is a commitment of yours, schedule that time out in your calendar and don't let anything get in the way. You actually have to have that space in your calendar to execute and get things done. Otherwise, you won't protect that time. And you have to be disciplined, my friends. You have to dial that in and not let anything in. Avoid multitasking, right? As I know we've got a lot of multitaskers, but avoid that at all costs. If, you, if something comes up, because I know a lot of you, you're working on one thing and something else comes up. I, I mean, I know so many of you, right? Something else comes up, like, oh, I'm gonna go do this real quick. Oh, I'm gonna write this off or oh, I'm gonna respond to this email real quick. And all these distractions start coming in. Keep a notebook or keep something next to you where you can jot down what those distractions are because you don't wanna execute on them right at that moment because it affects your flow state, but jotting them down quickly is good. Like, oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I forgot to do this. Just jot those down and keep going with the tasks that you need to do. Also, this is another one. You have to have boundaries, right? You have to have boundaries. Insist that people around you, whether it's friends, family, whatever it is, that they respect your time, right? Hey, I'm, fo- I'm super focused right now. I'm super committed on this. I'm sorry, I have this time blocked out in my calendar. I'm available after this time, but I have to stay on task. It's really important to me. Make sure that the people around you respect that. Now, I love this one because, because this is one that I always use when I evaluate You know, any meeting that I go into, any phone call that I have, any text message, email, CRM work, whatever it may be, you have to make sure that you evaluate the call to action that you wanted to get out of whatever communication that you were doing business-wise, right? So if it's, I'm gonna spend an hour in the CRM and I'm gonna follow up, after every single phone call, email, and text message, you have to evaluate, did the call to action that I attempted, did it work? And then evaluate, why didn't it work, right? You have to make sure that you're measuring every activity that you, that you, that you go forward with, It doesn't mean that you have to spend a significant amount of time measuring it, but if we don't ever check in on what we're doing, we can't make sort of that in-game adjustments, right? And so you have to just make sure that you know what you want to get out of every task that you're doing. Now, make sure that you schedule downtime and rest. You have to make sure that you do that, right? A lot of times when people feel like they're having a challenge with time management and they're exhausted and they're tired and they can't get everything done, it's actually because they don't schedule downtime. They don't schedule time to go do fun things, hobbies, and also get enough rest. So it constantly feels like this rat race of being on this treadmill that you can't get off of. So you have to make sure that there's some time that you protect to slow down. Makes a big difference. Now, the book that I, that, that I mentioned at the beginning that matters so much is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. It's, it's an amazing book when it comes to choice management and time management, and I would highly recommend it. And what the frog is, and I've mentioned it before, the frog is your biggest, most important task of the day. The biggest and most important task of the day. You have to take the thing that you're most likely to procrastinate and do it first, right? And this could be your follow-up, right? If you know, hey, like I'm, I keep, I keep uh, procrastinating my CRM follow-up, but I let other things interrupt that time. If you know that's the thing, you have to eat that first, That's the first thing you do, right? It's total prioritization. Now, here's the other thing. And I love this. It's it's a pretty good book. Um, But if if you have two frogs, right? So if you have two things like, wow, these things are so important today, you have to eat the ugliest one first. (laughs) You have to eat the ugliest one first. And you know what, 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 what Brian says in the book too is, 
you know, don't procrastinate. If you have to eat a live frog, it's super ugly. Don't wait, just eat it. Don't wait, just eat it. Right, and tomorrow I want you to start First thing in the morning, I want you to dial in and dive in to that live frog, that, that thing that you have to do. Now, the next thing is, is always, you know, the 80-20 rule, right? So before you begin any work, you always ask yourself, is this task in the top 20% of my activities or in the bottom 80%? Is it in the tw- top 20 or in the bottom 80? Right, naturally what happens is most people, what they do is there's a temptation to clear the easy, small things first. Those are the easy things, right? Like, oh, let's just check this off the list real quick. Like, this is super easy to do, right? Make sure that you're focused on the top 20% of your activities. The things I'm talking about that are gonna drive your life and drive your business, do those first, right? The thing that's so interesting about high performers, like the difference between high performers and low performers is really determined on what they procrastinate on. All, everyone has procrastination. If, they, if, if someone says they don't procrastinate things, they're a liar. But the difference is, is when you think about the 20 and the 80%, you, what you'll see in high performers is a lot of times they're procrastinating the things in the bottom 80% and probably even, you know, even more than that. But, but they're so focused on that top 20%. Like imagine if every day you just owned the top 20% of the activities you knew you had to do. The most important activities to drive your life personally and professionally. You owned that in the morning, you ate those live frogs, and then that 80%, somewhere in the middle of that, maybe you get 40% of it done, the other 40% you procrastinate until tomorrow. And then you get to evaluate that again, right? It's such a major thing and it's just so critical that you that you really tackle that major task first thing in the morning. See, but what happens is there's this illusion that we are trying to balance this teeter-totter of work-life balance and every day that goes by, we're so focused on the balance that we're not actually diving deep into what are we actually comparing it against, right? So what is it that we are doing when it comes to our process? What is it that we need to evaluate there first? The, the, the teeter-totter of work-life balance, that's way later, Like we have to get the things right and the prioritization and the way that we're going to dial things in with eating frogs before we can ever figure out the balance because right now we're not even on the right balance. We're not even on the right teeter-totter or the right balance beam. Like we're in the wrong spot, right? So we have to get those things dialed in. You also have to, every single morning, you have to review your commitments. Think about them on paper, write them down. Like what are the most important tasks? So a lot of people use a numbering system or a lettering system, like A being the most important task, B, C, and so on, or one, two, three, four, five, or whatever it may be, right? And so the, the thing that I've seen is that your ability to choose between important and the unimportant is the key to determine the success in your life, personally and professionally. Like your ability to evaluate between those two things is going to really determine where you end up. The challenge is if we wake up in the morning and we're not setting our schedule the night before and we're not getting our list prioritized in the morning and we're not doing the most difficult things first thing in the morning, it just is a flood of stuff and we're just constantly trying to catch up all day long and we never get there. And at the end of the day, we end up exhausted. and We're like, oh, I just don't have any time. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. And some people get a lot more done than others. 
And that's where so many of you, if like maybe you're not the most detail-oriented person or maybe you're not the most focused, like you have to use some of these productivity hacks to get your schedule, to get your productivity dialed in. You have to do these things, right? Protect your calendar, get these things dialed in. And when you do that, you're gonna find that your problem actually isn't the work-life balance. The problem is, is getting these things dialed in. And once you get these things dialed in, you'll notice that you'll have significantly more time to do other things, right? If you, if, if you really dive into the time audit and you're honest with yourself, you're going to find hours of downtime, hours of distraction, hours of procrastination every single day, right? If you look at everything that you're doing right now, like, hey, am I following the process that I know will work the best for me in my life personally and professionally? That's the type of stuff that I want to see from so many of you have to be honest with yourself, Like you have to be open and honest and transparent and vulnerable. And some of you might find yourself in a moment where you want to share in the comment section here, share what your findings are of the time audit that you do this week. Share the the, the productivity hacks that you are now implementing and try them today, try them tomorrow and let me know how eating that frog and how some of these things are going to work for you. You're going to find that you're going to have so much more success in your life. And what you're going to notice is like all the success that you have is going to create more momentum. And what you're going to find over time is that the the, the actual work-life balance is no longer the conversation. You're like, wow, look at how much more productive I am. Now, if you do that, I know that you're going to have a lot of success. But the challenge is, is we all want to run around and believe that the work-life balance and the overwhelm of all of the other things that are going on in the world is what it is. But we have to do this first. All of this work that I shared here, we have to do this and make this a priority. Otherwise, we can't talk about work-life balance because our foundation isn't proper right now, right? So let's fix the foundation in the next couple of days and let's talk about it and let's share it and notice the changes that are gonna happen to your life personally and professionally in the upcoming weeks based on following through on this. Now, as you know, like, you know, doing this for a couple of days isn't gonna do anything. You gotta change habits, right? So you're, you're looking at 90, 120 days, but it starts with one day at a time. That's how you're going to get this dialed in, but start with the most difficult thing and you're going to have so much more success in your day. And these tips I shared today are going to give you the gift of time back. All right. Let me know how it goes. Hope this is super helpful. Let's rock and roll. I'm so fired up. Things are happening. We're winning. It's game time today. We got to go. We got to dial this in because you deserve more time in your personal life. You deserve that next level of happiness and freedom. And this is how you get there. Let's go.